Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Luke Chappell is my first repeat guest and my first in this mini-series Men in Music. Last time we spoke right at the beginning of the interviewer, Luke was looking to sign a record label and then COVID had hit and things took a very different turn. Well, 10 months later, this X Factor star has not only just released another whopping single and video with Hold On, but is the first musician to surpass 5 million streams on an LA-based record label and is now signed to a major distribution deal with the US arm of Sony Records. Look <laughs> what the heck just happened <laughs> yeah um life took took its turn i guess you could sound a little bit more excited no like, definitely yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. i just woke up like an hour ago so <laughs> <laughs> okay well, well we'll let you be a little bit uh, a little bit sleepy yeah, then, yeah but don't worry I'm, I'm i'm here for the interview though i'm, I'm ready <laughs> but listen i mean seriously what happened because last time we spoke we talked about your career into music um, including X Factor. We talked about that whole story. We talked about what you wanted to do. We talked about the process of, of songwriting. Yeah. But we also talked about the fact that everybody had had, everything had had to have a full stop on it because COVID had hit. Yeah, definitely. But this is a very, very different story. Let's talk about these one by one, first of all. Yeah. The single. Yeah. As you said, life kind of like took a stall for me as well when it came to COVID and even for my music. Uh, there was a lot of problems with finances and stuff. And the problem is when you have to do a song, you have to pay other people to, to create as well with you. And unfortunately, I had no funds whatsoever and I had to look for other people to help me out. Uh, my parents uh, couldn't help me at the time as well because they had to kind of pay their bills and stuff like because that. Because COVID has been hard for everybody. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. been pushed right to the limit. Yeah, and the problem is if you don't continue and you're not consistent in the music scene, you kind of like get like you get forgotten about, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I had to do it, like I had to do something about that. So I had to, like okay, I had Lonely Again still doing well at the time. Um, but it, like you can't just keep saying oh five million six million and keep updating it and just have one single you have to do something different till this day I still love the people I used to work with before you know lonely again and head in the clouds and all those singles but um, I had to kind of turn to other people for support because obviously other people need to get paid um, if they want to create music and Luckily, I found uh, two people which are like my best friends and they produce music for me in a way that I can't really say what like what we do and how I, I managed to uh, provide bread for them, for them. But it's feasible. Yeah. Yeah. And we're both we're, we're all happy and, and we create music and it's difficult at times. I'm not going to lie. We managed to get a contract with Sony, and that's that's pretty much. Well, we're going to come to that. Let's talk about the contract with Sony in just a minute because yeah. I want to concentrate on this single. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Just come out. Definitely. I saw it. I saw the preview. I saw the single come out, and I was thinking to myself, "Wow, you know, Luke hasn't released something for a while, and has got a very, very high bar of the standard of his singles." Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. then Hold On comes out, and I 
was blown away. Yeah. Firstly, because of the simplicity of the video, but secondly, because of the lyrics. And I think every single person on this planet can associate one way or another with those lyrics. Definitely. So yeah. you've done it again. You yeah, brought yeah, out no, a Whopper. Definitely. Yeah, cheers. You brought out a Whopper. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's absolutely massive. Burger King will be yeah. thrilled. Um, but you brought out this single. What was the process? What, I mean, I always ask you this, but because you're what? I mean, how many years now? 19? I'm 18. I'm you're, 18. See, I'm, getting, I'm yeah, putting no, you beyond it's... your yeah, own years. Yeah, I look older. You, you, you obviously wrote the single. And you've yeah. written the, the lyrics, you wrote the music, I'm assuming, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, the process was a bit um, different because how this specific single worked out was uh, my manager listened to it on TikTok because I had posted a video on TikTok of me singing this song. And he was like, how come I've never heard this before? And I was like, well, you've never visited my TikTok account in like months. And I had posted it in like three, four months before I started working in the studio. And he was like, well, start working on it now because I might get you a big deal. And I was like, okay. I um, rung InSync Collective Studios and I was like, listen, like, this, like my manager wants this as soon as possible. When can we go in the studio? Like they had a busy schedule at the time, but they cleared it out for me so we wow. can yeah yeah so we can work on it. And they uh, we spent like three days or four days also in Gozo. So we went like we 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 kind of cleared our minds and we left everything behind so we can just concentrate on the music. We went to Gozo and we started working on the single. And um, I I only wrote one verse and a bit of the chorus in the TikTok video. And I had to rewrite a second verse and a pre-chorus and stuff like that. So I had to kind of finish the whole song um, then and there. And yeah. Um, but what, why take a, a song like Hold On, which is obviously massive, Yeah. and just put it out on TikTok and not even... Had you even considered that you would make it into a no, full song? No, yeah, definitely Why? not. Why? Why? It's brilliant. Yeah, because I just... I At the time, I was just... Sometimes um, I, I had like a conversation with, with someone and he told me like, don't create music just for creating a single. Create it because you want to create something, you know, magical. Like you want to express how you feel. And at the time, the only thing, because I didn't have a budget and stuff like that, I just used to work on music just to post on TikTok and stuff like that or Instagram, um, whatever I could use as social media platforms. And I just used to post little videos of what I wrote on the guitar and stuff. And I just... Um, yeah, I just I I just wrote a verse that I, I thought that I was going through at the time, um, you know. And this was personal. This was your story. Yeah, 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 definitely. I was going through a very very difficult time in in a relationship. I tend to like exaggerate how I feel in songs, definitely. So I, it's like I get trapped in my own heads, and then it's like you know when you go out and you you're like okay maybe that situation was as bad as I thought. When I was in, indoors and I was alone for a few, like isolating, not because of COVID, but just isolating because I, like, I, I needed it for my emotions. I just felt like I needed to write how I felt. Um, I always start out with poems. I always start out writing with poems and then I sing them and I kind of try to make it as a, as a song and I just sing it out. So yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. So I was going through a hard time in my relationship with, with, with uh, a girl. Yeah, that song just got created by not like a natural reaction to. Before what I, I was ask going. you about the video, yeah, I'm wondering if now that means that every girl you meet 
is worried about dating you because they think they might have a song written about them. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, pro- most likely, yeah. Well, if, listen, if you treat me right, if you treat me okay, I, I don't have a problem. Hit song yeah. about them. Yeah. There you go. Let's talk about the video because the video is stunningly simple. Yeah. You're Cheers. sitting there and getting soaked. Literally, yeah. How long did that take and how cold uh, and wet? I mean, this, ironically, it looks like it was shot in, in winter. Yeah, we were extremely lucky because um, it was the hottest day, um, literally the hottest day. I had to wear winter clothes and I was, I was fuming, like it was too hot. And we just, we, they literally picked a location in Slima. It doesn't even look like it was Slima. Not at all. And they just told me, like, sit there and just, we're just going to, like, tape you sitting there and stuff like that. Initially, we had a, we had a clip where I smoked. So, I, like, I smoked, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I, just for the aesthetic, I just did it to, to, and they said, like, you don't know how to smoke. You literally look like you don't know how to smoke. That's so not we're a bad gonna, thing. We're going to take it out and... Um, it was getting darker slowly and the waves were hitting and I was like man like it's dangerous because I was trying to hold on and the rocks were very slippery and stuff and it took like around 16 takes to get because that one take was extremely lucky because I try not to laugh and if you see closely like at the end (laughs) when it starts to loop I was about to crack a laugh so um, myself and everyone that's listening to this is going to go back and watch it again and look for that laugh. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. And, and like I said, you had a high bar to follow because the, the, your previous singles have been incredibly successful. Yeah. But congratulations because it is just brilliant. Thank you. I need to ask you about this statement. The first musician to suffice 5 million streams on LA-based record label. What's this about? This also hit the headlines yeah. uh, in June 2021. So um, I think there was another Maltese singer, but I'm not sure if he's known that much. Uh, he had hit like around four million, but independently, so it's like definitely more. Um, and they were like asking me just to make sure they don't Who's get it they? wrong. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it oh, was. The, the artist yeah, was the asking ar- you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they like the the article uh, that took care of it. Were making sure that they didn't have the re- wrong headline. So they asked me like if, if I'm the first one. I I was like generally I I don't know. Like I I'm not gonna make a, a wrong statement and someone comes at me being like no you're not no you're not the first one I'm the first one. So I was like like just make a a good uh, research about it. And I guess I'm I'm the first guy that that hit five million with a with a record label in LA I guess that's but I, I'm just taking from what they researched that, but let's take that in for a second that means that more than five million people have streamed your music yeah exactly that's that's pretty that's pretty big yeah that's quite a lot of people <laughs> that's quite a lot of people who would know who Luke, Luke Chapel is yeah it's quite mind-blowing um I, I, I try not to think of it that much, to be honest, because if, if I think about it's imagine having five million people in a room. That's like mad. So I, it's, no, it's, COVID, it's, mate, can't do that. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> well, people are making um, live concerts now again. So that's yeah. have, have you seen Reading, the, the festival? I have seen this. We're going to come to this. This is one of my questions. We're going to talk about uh, live okay. music in a minute. Before we get there, of course, I want to just hit on that last headline yeah. that hit the media just a few weeks ago. You are now signed to a major distribution deal 
with the US arm of Sony Records. And yeah. I'm kind of, you can hear my voice, voice is cracking because <laughs> I was talking to a very close friend of yours and we were talking about your journey through the music industry and I said the first time I met you was before you opened for the Fast and Spear Festival yeah. and since then we have remained friends but I've always been a huge fan of yours and yeah. the last time we spoke on this show COVID had hit yeah. and everything was halted yeah, and definitely. you said I want to go and do it I want to go and do it how did this happen now now this has happened what what's going on what's the story Luke so man I don't I don't know how to start to describe how it happened it's just it just happened because I'm, I'm lucky enough to have someone that um, manages me like he's a talent manager and he manages me from the US so um, even to communicate with him I had to get up very early like 3 a.m. like every single time or stay up late um, so I can FaceTime him and and message him and stuff and we can have a good communication between us and he's always like, he's always every single time he just comes out of the blue and he's like a week after, like um, we, we don't message for like two weeks and he comes and he's like, listen, I need you to do this, this and that. This and is exactly like, what you said last time. Yeah, you could go exactly, yeah. be like quiet for yeah. a month and then suddenly go, this is happening. Exactly. Literally. That's it. That's it. He, he'll, he'll go. I, I get worried a bit because I'll be like, oh, why is he ghosting me for like two, three weeks? And then he comes back and it's like, oh. I'm like tense. I don't know if he's literally ghosted me and never speaking to me again or whatever. No, but he's he's uh, very hardworking. That's why. And I got to know that after he like kind of explained to me that he has a lot of different things he has to do. And um, yeah, the Sony deal that was that was something out of the blue, and I was like not expecting it. I mean, I, I've always wanted to get signed by a big record label, but it 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 never really hit me until. I actually saw the articles come up. I was like, okay, the I was um, back and forth emailing the the people, and uh, the contract was being signed and stuff. And how it happened, he just told me like he had this guy that worked like hand in hand with Sony and um, the Orchard, which is uh, a division of of Sony, um, which signed like. Um, John Mayer, for example, as you know, big fan of yeah. John Mayer, big yeah. fan. So he's like on the same label as me. So it's it's incredible. And hang on a second, we just take a moment for that because you said just a moment ago that it didn't hit you until you saw the article. Yeah, yeah. And you've just dropped that one. I'm on the same label as John Mayer. No, but has no. that hit home yet? <laughs> Not really. I just I, I I say it like I say it, but I'm, it doesn't feel real to me at all because I just. First of all, I'm still in Malta, so I'm I'm still here and kind of still working from home, if that makes sense. And I'm not in the US, and it's just I think it might hit for real when I get to see it kind of blossoming into something else, or maybe if I go there and live there and start working with other people. And Is stuff that like the that. plan? For now, it's still in the pipeline. I guess it might happen in in two three months if it if everything goes well, but. Um, as I said, I'm still working from home, so I, I, I need to I need to do my own bit and work from from Malta um, and give them and provide more singles. And they have to build up a fan base for me as well. So before I go there, I need to make sure that I'm going and I have something to base off my career off. Yeah. I'm excited for you. And so this is the plan. Don't break this down for me. These are the plans. You are planning to do what you're doing right now here in Malta. Yeah. Exactly. And creating more music. Yeah. 
working with the people that are locally here. Exactly. And then what happens for you to be able to go to the US? What's the what's the the well, thought process? The, and, and is that Luke really? Is that the goal? Is yeah, that what you'd yeah. really like? My goal is to definitely go and live there. I mean, I'm still 18. I think I'll, I'll the peak for musicians. I think is around like 22, 23 for people to actually go and live there and make a success out of music. And I'm still 18, and um, I've got a long way to go. And I mean, the thing that I'm I'm signed with Sony is a, is a big, big deal, but I have to work, work really hard that I've got this deal now and provide more music. So literally the, the whole process right now is we create five songs, six songs, seven songs, and we literally email them the songs. They pick only two from seven and they'll be like, work more on this one, but this one keep working on as well. And we want to hear um, these two finished by the end of the month. And wow. I'm like, yeah. And that's the so whole process. This is serious now. business now. This no, is yeah, no longer Luke Chapel having fun creating music. This is yeah. business. So, of course, now you're signed to a label. Yeah. Does that mean that there is pressure to produce music? regularly what how does yeah, that work because you, yeah. you've always been very free and thinking and yeah um well the thing about that ironically enough is um we were in the studio um around a week or two weeks ago and i like i i, I was i was not there like mentally i i wanted to write what i felt but i wasn't there and they were they were literally like uh, it's ironic that you asked me this because it, it literally happened really recent they were like yeah like um you, you don't seem like in the zone you don't seem like you you're writing how you feel. And I was like, well, I'm trying. <laughs> I was like, I'm really trying. And they were like, we're about to go abroad anyways. And right now they're abroad in, in Berlin and uh, they're doing their own stuff musically and stuff. But they told me like, we're about to go abroad like in a week. You should just um, dive in your music again. Because apparently, because they're quite hard critics of mine when it comes to my music. And that's what I love about it. Like, they're not scared of... Um, like telling me if I'm if I'm not writing my best material, but the thing is like because I'm I feel pressured of because I need to provide music to the label like I need to provide like six seven songs, and they just choose two. I need to provide the best like that's that's the whole thing in my head like I need to provide the best music ever best like better than Lonely Again better than Head in the Clouds better than the Hold On, and it needs to be like something different as well. So it's not not always the same vibe, not always the same like sad songs. And my producers were like, yeah, like you need to go back home. We're gonna be abroad, just take your time, write music and just um, express yourself how you best feel. And the problem with that is I mostly write music on my guitar and um, it comes out naturally when it's like, I, I, I just dive in deep my music when I just hear like a melody kind of. Um, and right now my, my guitar's not working and I have to order a new one. I just ordered one and, and it's coming in a week and I'm hopefully will be able to start writing new material and stuff that I'm, I, I mean, right now I'm going through a lot of stuff, not going to lie. So hopefully the, the guitar, the guitar comes as soon as possible so I can start writing how I feel. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and again, as you said, being creative doesn't necessarily work well under pressure. No, it does not. I think it's a blockage for any artist right now. Like, and I think I don't know how they do it. Like abroad, if they have, like, cause cause people that have a big social media platform, 
people like, I don't know, Justin Bieber or whatever. Like, I don't understand how, because their fans are waiting for more, more music. So they, they don't only have the pressure of giving the label music, but they only also have the pressure of, oh, the fans want music. So they have to, but I only have the pressure of, cause, because I'm still building a fan base. I don't have like the biggest, biggest fan base right now, but I have quite, quite a few people that support me, which is a blessing. But um, I'm not quite there yet when it comes to the level of, um, you know. But I'm guessing also, if you talked about Justin Bieber, that Justin Bieber would have a team working for him, with him and on his behalf. Yeah, definitely. But You're not doing that. You're doing this on your own in, yeah. your, in, your, in your room yeah. with your broken guitar. Exactly, yeah. That's true, it's true. I don't know, but I'm just assuming that um, maybe it could be a bit of, of pressure from him. Yeah, maybe he has people that work with him, but he might not like what he's working on and he might feel pressure to do something better than that. Or, I don't know. Is Justin Bieber somebody that you aspire to? Definitely. Why? Because I used to watch him as a little kid, not in a weird way, like as in... <laughs> like, I used to... <laughs> I used to, like, admire his work so much. I used to, like, as a little kid, being five years old, six years old, and he's already a teenager, I used to, like, be like, oh, my God, this kid is so cool. He used to do, like, the little flip with his hair and stuff and... Um, his music was was um, quite cutesy, if that makes sense. And, and and I tried to kind of like copy his style, like unintentionally, because I was a little kid. And I grew up with his music, so that's the thing about his fan base. Like I I feel like his fan base's generation that, that that targets his music is my age. So whilst he was thirteen, probably people that listened to his music were like his age and also younger, and. Now they're growing up with him. So he's like, what, 25, 28, something like that. As, as, and I'm, I'm 18. So I'm, it's mad because I've grown up with his music. I've grown up whilst he um, went through a bad phase. Um, I've grown up with him even currently with his new music. He got married. It's like weird to kind of see him in the, in the spotlight. He's like, he's growing up on, like, on social media platforms yeah, and I get course. to see that. It's inspiring. <laughs> And that's someone that I was going to say, that's someone that you're aspiring to. You just mentioned social media platforms there for a second. I interviewed Amber yeah. uh, with the other podcast that I do with Vintage, And she said that nowadays studios are requiring for someone to be a 360 package. For someone, yeah. as you said, to have a social media presence, to have a social media platform and a following yeah. before they even sign you. And she also said that as a female artist, if you aren't signed by the time you're 18, forget it, it's not going to happen because they want to be able to mold that individual into what they want. Do you feel that? Do you feel when you talk to, to the studios and you talk to record deals and record labels that you that they are requiring for you to have that whole deal? Well, I mean, it's it depends on who you ask, to be honest, because there's always a good time. So it's either luck or else it's, it's destined to be. But for me, it's like I'm going to bring another musician as an example, Dominic Fike, right? He... He, he wasn't signed at 18 years old. Uh, like, he was signed at an age of 23. So it's quite late in the industry, technically. But he made it. So imagine his story. This is what I kind of... That's why I'm not really worried about, like, not too much. Because I feel like um, things are in inevitable. Like, things are meant to be. And if you, if you want to aspire to have something, it's probably going to happen. If you have a goal, it's probably going to happen. You just have to work hard. And everything will, like, if you put your bit into it, everything will kind of happen naturally around you, if that makes sense. 
And the thing with Dominic Fike is this is what really inspired me because I saw his, his journey recently, like only in the, in the last few years. I think he's like half African or something. Like he's, he comes from that type of culture. And he was arrested and, and he was named a felon at like what, like probably age 20. And he spent two years in jail. It's normally, that's it. Whilst you, like once you're in jail in the US, you can't work, you can't do anything. Because he had the love of music, he wasn't signed at 18, but he, there were two labels battling over him at the age of 22. It's mad, like, did, I, I mean, I kind of agree with, with what, um, what she said, the, 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 Amber. yeah, Amber. When it comes to, to the, like the basic age of, of when you need to be signed, I kind of agree with that, but yeah, again, I, if I wasn't signed at this age, I wouldn't be too worried because I think even if I was 25 or 20, whatever, like the, the real problem is if you don't make it at an age of like from 25 onwards. The irony is, as an older person, that if you're writing about life experience, well, life experience can take years to, yeah. to accomplish. And you are writing about life experience. You are writing about your experience. Yeah. And even at the age of 18, you know, you've, with all due respect, there's still a whole load of life experience yet to come. So tell me, what is the big dream? Is the big dream still the same as it's always been? Yeah, I think it it never really changed for me. It's it's basically just doing what I love is the most important because it's like it's kind of like how Amber said when it comes to even students. If you if I mean you're going to be studying for all your life for one thing that you want to aspire for. I recently like stopped school so I can focus on this. So it's a big big deal. Like I'm I've I need to turn to only music for financial resources and um scary very scary i i had the talk with my mom and dad and they were like well if you're happy with it like you and it wasn't really something i was expecting i was expecting them to be like no stay in school what are you doing like you're only like gaining half of what i own and, and stuff like that but no they they were really supportive and i was like really lucky because I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have parents that kind of support what I do, even though I, they're separated and, and kind of like I get to experience having parents individually, if that makes sense, not together. They still kind of represent that love individually and that support that normal parents are supposed to kind of provide. So I'm very lucky and I'm very blessed for that. And if I ever need anything, they they told me like even if I... I don't know if I fail or something. Yes, I am signed and stuff, and I. But it's it's something that is bigger than that. So, my contract is for five years. What am I gonna do after that? You know what I mean. So I'm, I'm working hard right now. And if I need anything, if I need food on the table, if I need extra money just to to kind of uh, get through the month, they're always gonna be there. So, I guess some people don't have that, and it's you know it's a blessing for me. This is the second time we've done a podcast together on The Interviewer. Yeah. And both times you've taken a large amount of time to credit to your parents and give them <laughs> respect. They obviously yeah. give you support and you obviously really, really value that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just in one sentence, to finish here, Luke, you mentioned, I said to you, do you feel scared? 
Tell me, surmise the emotions that you're feeling right now as you head into the next five years of what is going to be full-time music making yeah. and potentially heading you towards exactly what you've always dreamed of. Well, um, I'm, I, I don't know how I'm feeling. Very, I think that the feeling is overwhelmed because it's a mix of emotions, if that makes sense. So it's, it's like I'm scared but happy at the same time, if that makes sense. So it's very weird because... I wake up one day and I feel blessed, but I wake up the other day and I, I feel tense. So I guess I I don't know. I'm I'm just really happy that I get to work with people and I do what I love, and I get to kind of get out of of what is expected from me in society to continue music. Uh, sorry, to continue in school and education. But I chose to choose music. But yeah, five years. I just I'm I'm very happy and I'm I'm determined to work more and hopefully people will continue to support me and uh, enjoy the music. That's I have no doubt. Much. I have absolutely no doubt. My yeah. money's on you, Luke Chapel. <laughs> I'm so pleased for you. I'm so thrilled. Cheers. And I will keep following. Thank you so much for being on the very first of these Men in Music mini-series. All the very, very best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me.